Welcome to Allison's Wonderland. I'm your host, Allison Packard. Join us as we journey through the looking glass and down the rabbit hole into the wild and wonderful world of animation and video games. Hey, do a girl a favor and please subscribe to this podcast and go on iTunes and leave us a good review. If you like the show, please help spread the word. It really helps us to get heard by more people. Thanks so much. From the voice of Tiki and Miraculous Ladybug to the voice of Lifeline in Apex Legends, Melalee is blowing our minds with her iconic characters. And not only that, she is one of the most inspirational people in the voiceover industry. So I'm so excited to welcome Mela to Allison's Wonderland. Hey, girl. Hey. hey. I'll slip you that hundy later for that great introduction. <laughs> oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go buy a Zimmerman dress with it. <laughs> We're just talking about it. Or a button from a Zimmerman <laughs> one, dress. One button. <laughs> um, we love you, Zimmerman. Yes. We love love you. you. They are our favorite designer. Mm -hmm. So, but yes, gosh, we have so much to chat about. I really do think you are one of the most inspirational people right Mm. now and your career path, as well as more importantly, who you are as a person and what you stand for in really overcoming adversity and really spreading joy and love to so many people. Um, I was so excited. We met at Back Anime Convention a couple months ago. We didn't know if it was Bake Anime because it's Baker's. Field oh, wait, anime. Bake anime. But bake anime sounds a little like different, right? It's like, let's go watch some movies, yo. Dude, we'll bake an anime, yeah. wake and bake. <laughs> or, I mean, I guess edibles could be bake. I'm more of an mm. edibles girl. Mm. Are you allowed to say that? Sorry. Sure. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I'm not a smoker. No, it's California. I'm so. smoking. That's legal. But not a smoker. Yes, you are. Oh, okay, man. Good. All right, all right. <laughs> There's a lot of appreciation going on right here. I got, hey, she's getting her $100 worth, right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> so now you've been working as a voice actor for a while, but originally it was more of a part-time career for you. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it was a dream, I guess, but it was so far away from a real thing because I didn't know how to become a voice actor. Yeah. I mean, I'd heard of them, like a legend, like a Sasquatch, people making a living <laughs> as voiceovers, on voiceovers or as a voice actor. I was really good at math and ended up working with disaster relief and at-risk property acquisition and then got into real estate and then mortgage banking. So it's like- Where was that? This was California, New York. Disaster relief was in St. Louis, uh, Georgia, New York. So just around the United States mostly. Wow. Um, but I was kind of a, a rambling man. I, (laughs) a little bit of a gypsy after college and just enjoyed just being like a member of the planet. I'm, I love first response. I love disaster relief. And I have a heart for first responders, firefighters, medical professionals. It just was something, it just makes you feel like you, you're making a difference in the world when people really need it the most. Yeah. And ironically got into banking through that because of, I had a knack for finding at-risk properties as well that we could acquire to use for headquarters to, to work out of for disaster relief. And, and I, I think I was just going to float around and pay off my student loans until I went to law school. And No way. Then I didn't go to law school. That's a different kind of stage. It, it is a different <laughs> stage. You know, I don't know. I, I actually hadn't thought about being more than maybe a transactional lawyer. Uh-huh. So probably not, you know, in court or litigation in, in that sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, more paperwork. Love paperwork. Oh, yeah. I don't know how. This sounds like the most boring <laughs> voice actor interview ever. <laughs> So, like in my brain, somebody's going, well, your litigation could be just paperwork, but no, just not a trial attorney. There is someone out there that is like on their way to grad school for law that Mm -hmm. wants to break into voice acting and just can't figure out how. So the more we can deconstruct everybody's story. Oh, let's do it. And I mean, I think there used to be a sense for me, and maybe the industry was like that 
10, 20 years ago where you had to pick one career. Mm -hmm. I'm seeing now where my love of math, real estate, business, music, voiceover, it's all you know, working together. I play a first responder type, you know, lifeline. And uh -huh. It's really connected me with a lot of first responders who, who use that as their main for Apex. I'm getting goosebumps. <laughs> you just don't know when you're living your dreams how that affects other people, how it gives them permission to get through the day or to dream bigger. But also recently narrating books a lot for HarperCollins. And there is this incredible author, Sherlina Bowlby. She's a Ghanaian American. And get okay, so she's she's all about animus. So she's like, a, so she's a blurred. She loves anime. She's an illustrator. Also just finished her residency. So she's Dr. Sherlina Bowlby. And how I met her is she wrote a book in her spare time during her last year as a what? med student. She was on Good Morning America just a few weeks ago. She does it all. Wow. And it's wonderful to see that it's a balancing act for her as, as a human being. She's, she loves to help, obviously, other humans, but she does it not just only through a medical practice, but in literature, illustration, and being an advocate for diversity. Well, it's interesting that you're drawn to that because you are very much embodying that as an artist, a voice actor, and also as a musician. Mm. And you've been making some big strides forward with that. Can you talk a little bit about your singing career? Yeah. I, I mean, I took a break from my band, Magnolia Memoir, in 2018 to focus a little bit more on voiceover and voice acting. And I thought if it's meant to be, music will really call me in. And in about a week after taking a break, I, uh, <laughs> I booked a show on Amazon with Kristen Bell, Jackie Tone, Luke Youngblood, like a lot of really great actors and singers. It's a musical show for kids uh -huh. called Do Ray and Me. Yes. And then Lifeline, you know, she's really into music and recently got to sing music for the trailer for a recent yeah. season trailer. How did that come about? That's such an interesting story. You know, I, Magnolia Memoir, we did a mm. rehearsal last summer and we wanted to make it a live rehearsal. And so we invited some of my castmates and the writers from Apex. And we had a uh, Michael Herring Fish is his nickname, Michael Herring, who's an incredible guitar player, works with Christina Aguilera and New Kids on the Block and oh, some wow. other folks he used to play with Prince. So an incredible guitar player, some Alexander Burke, who's a, one of my writing partners for film composing. And so we're really good live. And we had this great time and, and the legends, it was right after we got vaxxed. So we were like, yeah, the world is, you know, let's party. <laughs> so we were all tested. It was this huge thing at cent Center Staging, which is oh, yeah. uh, Center rehearsal Staging space. in Burbank, rehearsal space. Like it's a hanger. So we had lots of social distance, but there were 11, 12 people in this huge place. Wow. So the band and I had a live rehearsal, uh, the legends and the writers and dev team got to stop by. And I think they were probably like, oh, she actually sings. And hey. so uh, through the grapevine, I guess, January, February, this because everything's really top secret. We don't even know things until they just happen. Mm. People think that we're just holding on to secrets. They do <laughs> ask you a lot at nausea. Who, in the you know, you must know who the legends are. Like we don't. The uh -huh. only one I knew for sure was Erica Ishii. Uh huh. And I have to stop the story right now. Shout out to Erica, and she plays Valk, uh, yeah. Valkyrie in Apex. But we were in our same agency. Uh huh. And she came out. And she's like, Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! I think I just. I think I may have just read for the thing that you're in that I can't talk about. And I was like, it's yours. <laughs> when we first met in 2016, I was able to give her her first voiceover job. Oh my God. For an anime. And I said, oh, because she and I were both like, let's be in a gas game together. Yeah. She goes, yeah, speak it into existence. I was like, let's do it. So here it is 2018. Uh -huh. And I didn't know what I was in, but by 2019, she's like, I think, I think. So I said, it is, it's yours. Yeah. It's yours. And then I didn't hear anything for about six to eight months, right? 
Oh. And apparently they didn't. It was like a long time, right? Yeah. And then she finally called me and left me a message and she was like, Mella. And I was like, Erica. She's like, I was like, did it happen? She's like, yes. We just like were on the phone. (laughs) 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 But here we are in a triple A game together. That's, I mean, dream, dream, guys. Make it happen. So, yes, incredible story. And then she's the one I knew about. But maybe January, February, one of the head writers, Ashley, she said, uh, just wanted to know if we were to do music for Lifeline's band, would you be interested in singing for her? Hmm, let me think. Yes. <laughs> that was exactly my inside voice. No, no, it was really yeah, like this. Yeah. But yeah. And then I thought maybe it wasn't going to happen because I knew it was going to come out sometime in June. Yeah. We're talking, it's May now. Oh, I guess they probably went with a star or something. You know, I'm oh. wondering. But they wrote the song. I didn't hear it until I walked into Village Studios to record. To record it. <gasps> That's how top secret it was. Wow. Wow. And they let me listen to it a few times, told me some of the incredible people that were working on the project, and the composer zoomed in, Uh and we rocked it out for a few hours. (gasps) So it was a dream come true, but it was also like- Stressful? I don't know what they're going to do. Like, I had never even heard the song. Nothing. Wow. That really is a testament to your ability to work quick, though. I think that, yes, I have a very quick study, but I think I've also been really lucky to work on- projects with great teams. Mm-hmm. You know, Netherrealm, um, Respawn, these are all really tight-knit groups. And way before it was it was cool, they were working, you know, with teams across the world mm. and kind of outside of the box. Yeah. So I think we were perfectly poised for what maybe happened to a few of us here in 2020. I don't know if you guys know, a couple years back, this may be before your time, the world ended a little bit and people were sneezing. It was crazy. Yeah. They're calling it a global pastrami or something. Sleepover, yeah. big giant <laughs> party. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm. I mean, obviously, hope we don't go through it again. If we do, at least we're more prepared. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty pleased with how it's given everyone permission to be open about mental health yeah. and about you know boundaries because I didn't have any. So I was at home too, and I was. I felt so lucky that I was still working. Yeah, as a voice actor, mm-hmm. you, you need to pick up at two a.m. Okay, okay. I'd be working 2 until two or three in the morning if they wanted anything. I just dropped it because I'm at home. Wow. Yeah. What else am I going to do? I didn't understand that, like, sleep, eat, yeah, <laughs> pray, wh- whatever. Yeah. And it took me about two years, so probably about six months ago, to understand that it wasn't just because of the pandemic or a special thing that that nourishment, both spiritual, physical, emotional, I needed to learn how to, to be a gourmet in the kitchen for that, mm. you know, and prepare time with friends, with family. And, and with myself, you know, so that I would be a more balanced human being. Oh, isn't that the takeaway, like the key takeaway from all this? And why is it so hard? I feel like, especially for, for us women, it's like we are so used to kind of being yeah. the workhorse and it was like a badge of honor, putting right? it out. Yes. Yeah. Almost like, oh my gosh, I'm so tired. I haven't slept in weeks. Yeah. Now people would be like, are you okay? <laughs> yeah. But that's, I, I think it's a good reminder that some of the most beautiful things in my life have come from the most disastrous. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and yeah. Oh, go ahead. Please continue on. Oh, no. I would just um, think that working in disaster relief, you, it took me a minute to start putting things into my house or to learn not to be like what to keep, what not to keep, because you had a backpack, you know, we're in the <laughs> Salvation Army and, and you don't really carry much. Everything's taken care of for you. And, but you do know in a disaster, people that had a sense of self-worth outside of their job and what they owned, they're fine. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, my cat's still alive. I'm great. 
And then you'll have people who had a great house, a jag in, you know, in the driveway, and it's all gone from a flood or an earthquake or a natural mm. disaster or a catastrophic illness. And they're, sh- and they're shaken, like to yeah. the core, because their sense of self-worth has been erased. And I, my heart goes out to working with people in any disaster. Mm-hmm. But it's important that we all know that we're more than our job yeah. and more than even our relationships. Mm-hmm. That, you know, once you have a sense of self-worth, you'll stop trying to buy one. Mm-hmm. Right? And that moment, you know, any disaster I've had in my life, whether it's been a car accident or a failed relationship, there's a moment of silence where you have to take a deep breath and remember who you are, who you really are. And do you think that that knowing, is it something that only comes from that type of experience? I think if you're lucky, you just show up in the planet enlightened Mm -hmm. and I mean, and just know your worth. And boy, I look at my nephew sometimes and I'm thinking this, this this kid is like a miracle and just celebrates himself. He was like almost one years old, still in diapers, but hanging on the beach, his little man bun, because he's like total Moana, (laughs) like, you know, little man bun, just kind of looking at the sunset. Like this, this kid is present, (laughs) super present. And I think that's possible. Mm -hmm. But for a lot of us, it takes an unexpected turn to to realize that, you know, if you're on the Titanic, we hear those stories in the Titanic where people were like grabbing their fur coats and grab the china, but you, sorry. Yeah. You want to make it out and then you, you can only have what's essential. And that that can be friends in a relationship. It can, you know, what are those things that we're carrying around as human beings that is preventing us from getting to shore? Yeah. And often a lot more than we realize. Now you had a pretty significant experience that happened to you that you have mentioned was a bit of an awakening. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, because today I'm a little sore, but just from actual working out, not <gasps> physical therapy or injury, oh. right? Thanks, Mr. London. You guys can check Mr. London out on YouTube. Lots of free, painful workouts uh, <laughs> with results. I'm working on my cake topper right now. Ooh. Just, yeah. Some people have a muffin top. I'm just going to call it a celebratory cake top. Uh, but in 2014, I was driving on Sunset and Genesee and someone was texting and they ran a red light right into the side of my car. And kudos to filmmakers and the camera crews that make it look a certain way on TV because it's literally that. Because, you know, in the the scenes where everyone's like talking, then all of a sudden they get hit from the side. It's like, bam, it's literally what it's like. I remember seeing a white streak of a sports car and then I was floating in in the gray. And you don't know when it's happening, what's happening. Now I look back, I'm like, oh, you died. But I was floating in the gray and spinning for a long, long time. And not spinning going down or up, but just spinning. And then I was floating in the gray, like no pain. I wasn't scared. I wasn't afraid. I was just present. And then this voice just said, if you don't breathe, you'll die. And it wasn't an alarming voice. It was like, almost like, do you have a choice? And I remember thinking, oh my gosh, I have a great life. I have to go. It was a strange thing. And I took a deep breath and felt the most incredible pain I've ever felt. <sighs> And it takes a minute because you think remembering things in order, but I realize now I wasn't. So mm-hmm, part mm-hmm. of it was I wanted to call 911 and I was able to move my hands to dial, but the woman kept talking to me and I thought I was talking to her. Like, I've been in an accident. I didn't realize that my brain was doing something, but my mouth wasn't oh moving. And then I remember passing out and then seeing a woman who was calling 911 and you know, who came in and was saying, you know, my name is Rose. And, you know, you've been in an accident and, you know, is there anyone I need to call for you? And she was so lovely and had just moved to L.A. And just 
her, her dancing name was Nova. You know, she like, she's like, I remember she gave me a crystal. She's like, this is my most powerful healing crystal. Like, and I mean, you don't realize and then you're like, when you're in the hospital and you're waking up, you're like, where are these? And you're like, oh, that really happened. She gave me this little tiny crystal. She's like, here, hold this. Oh my God. And also I remember waking up. So I don't know, I guess I was in and out, you know, and, and Mike, we need to find Mike. Like I work with the California Fire Foundation. So guys, it was Genesee and Sunset. Anyone listening, Mike, the firefighter, I've mm. got to figure out what station it was nearby because I need to thank him. But Mike was like, he knew what I was thinking. And he looked at me, he says, your lungs aren't punctured. Hey, just look at me. And there was this loud noise and they were cutting me out of the car. And he was just, just look at me, you know? And... I think he just knew, like, they do it every day. It's like it's like breakfast, lunch, and dinner for them. But for me, it was pretty profound to have someone just, he's like, just breathe with me, you know? And they plated me up. I'm sure it's not considered plating. to say, like, they stick you on, like, a thing, and they kind of pull you out because you can't move. And I woke up in, like, this Kim Kardashian suite at Cedar sinai <laughs> was this, I didn't know, because how many times are you, like, in, like, a trauma a center, hospital, right? I know. I had gone through the trauma, like, the ER. But then when I wake up upstairs, it was, like, a couch, a nice view. And it turns out a friend of ours who is a drummer, he's also a trauma doctor. <laughs> so he called up. He's like, get her a good room. <laughs> Thank you. And so I wake up and there's just like, it was this luxury suite. Wow. And a very cute doctor. Anybody? Hunt Spine Center. These two brothers. Not only are they very good doctors. (laughs) uh, (laughs) I'm just saying, I woke up and I was like, hello. Born again. (laughs) Yes. I'm alive. Um, But SAGS, Green Actors Guild, my health insurance meant that I had some of the best care in the world with Hunt Spine Center. And I didn't have a lot of injuries in my face. So mm. I looked really cute, but I was in a lot of pain. Mm. So I did the walker, then to the cane and had nerve issues for the last few years. But I think I didn't, I didn't rest right. I, mm. I didn't take the time I really needed. And in 2020, I had a lot of time, tons of time yeah. to do all of those things that allow you to finally heal. And this is the year that I'm just getting in better shape or getting stronger, but I'm no longer, you know, in physical therapy or Mm -hmm. recovery, I think. Now I just have to overcome the latency of of just being sedentary. What were your actual injuries resulting? Uh, Fractured several vertebrae, rotator cuffs, you know, torn muscles and my psoas, stomach, you know, tearing, like similar to a pelvic prolapse that people have when they have a C-section or pregnant. And so just, I wish I'd been kinder to myself because the doctors, they let you know. I mean. This is the best it's going to be for now. And you have to understand that this could be it. You have all your legs, your arms, um, and that everything else is just incremental. And I think the first year and a half or so, I was really kind. Yeah, I put my pants on by myself. You know, I was really proud of myself. But then I I went back to some old ways where I would just be like, what's wrong with you? Just don't, you know, I would get these headaches or I couldn't sit up straight. Sorry, I'm going to try to remember. I would be in pain and I would be mad at my body. Oh, that's so relatable. And now I'm thinking my body was really doing its best. You know, I got to treat it like a four-year-old child. If it's tired, you're like, we'll go to bed. Is that okay? Well, and isn't it so much easier for me to be on this side of the glass and like, oh my God, Mela, like I have absolute complete empathy for you. But don't we all do that a lot often? I think we do. 
the fruit of comparison is bitter. Oh, this person did this. You know, I mean, I'm going to be in better shape. I don't know what my body will look like, but I get really sad when people are like, this was me at 250 pounds. Mm, This is me now. Everything's great. And I mean, I think I'm pretty sure, I don't know the stats, but 50% of the people that are killing themselves are committing suicide, probably in great shape, right? So let's stop thinking that if I was thin, I'd be happy. If I'm heavy, I'm not. You know, you might've just had a child and the best you can do for your body is to sleep. Yeah. And maybe add 10 minutes of yoga or non-stressful strength training. But that could be it. 10 minutes could be the win. Mm-hmm. You know, I love JLo. God bless her. Her job is to inspire all of us and probably works out like three, four hours a day. <laughs> yeah. Right? That's her job. Yeah. But your job might be to, you know, take care of your parents because you can't afford extended health care. And you're working three jobs. And, you know, I was... When I finished doing disaster relief and was working on Wall Street, we had a banking crash in 2008. And all of a sudden, I was parking cars for Valet of the Dolls because <laughs> I could paddle shift a Ferrari. Thank you to my boss. <laughs> uh, working for a catering company, you know, maid service, like whatever I could do to make yeah. extra money. And I was tired. I, my, my, the best I could do for me was to get three or four hours of sleep and pay bills and not file bankruptcy. Mm-hmm. And how many people are thinking, well, gosh, I wish I could. It just wouldn't have been appropriate. And I think now of all the time, I was like, but I wish I could work work out. Like, what is Mm -hmm. happening here? There's only 24 hours in a day. The best you can be is a kind person to yourself Mm -hmm. that allows you to be kind and loving and present for others. And sometimes that includes, you know, rock climbing and, you know, going to Mount Everest. But sometimes it includes five minutes in your car, taking a deep breath and doing something kind for yourself. And I think part of it too is like, how do we keep going through all this? And it's not easy. And, you know, we're not here to say that it's easy to get up every morning and do that hard thing in the face of a chronic injury or in the or face illness of- or depression or, you know, I've, I've been to what I call the death of dreams. Mm-hmm. And it's where you can take it one breath at a time. So some people are like, one day at a time. I mean, I don't know about anyone listening, but there are experiences of grief and chronic illness and overwhelm where a day is too much to think about. Yeah. So one breath at a time if you have to. And I mean, that's where it has to begin, you know, as if you don't have pockets to spare. You just can't carry anything. And I think having a back injury and a spinal injury, you really learn that you carry. All I could carry was myself. I remember... About a year in, the first time I was able to push a grocery basket, I was strong enough to push the grocery basket. And it was funny because I was feeling so great, but I had not thought about how to get the bags in and out of the car. So people helped me, of course, but I had to be very mindful Mm. of what I could carry. Mm. And it was such a beautiful lesson. And I also thought, why am I wanting to go to law school? I woke up like Dorothy and like, and you were there and you were there. And, and it was, you know, you know, sound supervisor from Breaking Bad and The Good Wife and some producers from Bang Zoom and Yuri Lowenthal, Tara Platt, Jason Charles Miller. All of these people were in the hospital with me. And I thought, this is a life worth living. This is, I want to do this. I want to be, I want to Betty White this and be doing this till like 99, right? <laughs> yeah. And take this voiceover thing a little more seriously. And that was, you know, 2014 was the accident. About 2016, I, I thought, let's. Let's lean in. I had an agent. 2018, got my dream agency and started really booking. Obviously, 2019 was Apex Legends. So 2018 was Princess Sanda, Black Panther's Quest. And I remember being at a rap party with Roger Craig Smith Mm -hmm. and thinking, all right, universe, I would love to be a part of a cast, like a lead in a cast with someone like that. 
Yeah. Not knowing in December because everything was NDA. They come February, Apex Legends with Roger Craig Smith and and, <sighs> and JB Blanc. I'll make all these absolute legends, literally. And yeah. to get to be in this game that was life-changing. Um, Jade in Mortal Kombat. Mm-hmm. You know, Miraculous Ladybug has been doing really great. And Do Ray and Me for Amazon and Galmont. It's just been this beautiful thing once I focused. And people ask what was the most difficult thing. And I think it was me. Mm. Saying what was possible. Nobody's going to do that. And you can't do this. And along the way, I've only had people like you. Like when we meet, everyone's really encouraging. Nobody's ever told me no. Mm. But I had to get over my preconceived notions of what my limits were. Yeah, or even how quickly it might happen. Yeah. You know? I mean, it did take me 20 years to be an overnight sensation. Um, But I don't think that was any fault of the industry. Definitely. Yeah. Me. Yeah. Hey guys, this is Allison Packard. Sorry to interrupt, but I just wanted to let you know that if you like the show, please, please, please remember to subscribe to this podcast and leave us a review on iTunes. It really helps us to get heard by more people. Thanks so much. So, because prior to 2014, you were working. I'm sorry, I have to take a sip of oh, yes. from one of these really delightful oh, yes. cups, right? Yes. These are kind of, these are Wonderland beautiful, right? The original Mary Blair designs from Alice in Wonderland. Okay, nobody sneeze, nobody move. Let's see if I can. Mm. Mm. I feel like a woman now. I feel like I've arrived. And I'm like, please, please don't drop it. Please don't drop it. Please don't drop it. Yeah. Um, Well, tell me about you and your journey and like this year, like through 2020. And, you know, when we just met, it's one of the first times I've been out. I think that might have been my second convention you know, during oh, the pandemic. Wow. Yeah. Like, where are you at? Like, because a lot of times people think, oh, you know, this person, we know of each other, we'll be in franchises together, but never actually meet. Yeah. So this is a big deal. Our yeah. lives are now converging. Tell me where you're at so we can see some of these. God, I mean, I see a lot of myself reflected in you in terms of just the overcoming adversity, not anything as physical or traumatic and, you know, maybe not to a greater extent, but just, you know, when you said the death of dreams, I'm like, oh yeah, Mm. yeah, I've been there, you know? And I think that moving through that, I think my main objective is to uplift and inspire and through light and love. love And so I think, you know, really voiceover has been the way I've wanted to channel that for so long. I love that we are getting together. And what's interesting is a lot of people think, oh, you guys are in the same show together. And somehow they think we like drive home and hang out on the couch together. But a lot of times (laughs) we don't meet each other until a convention like you and I Mm -hmm. met in Bakersfield. Lovely Bakersfield. It was hot. It was so hot. The air conditioning was wasn't perfect. perfect. <laughs> this is how you really get to know somebody like the real You're somebody. Like, like we hey. were drenched. <laughs> how are you doing? It was like, all right, let's talk about dreams. Yeah. <laughs> but one of the beautiful things about our lives is, you know, that we get to do these extraordinary things, but also that we can be circling each other, but yeah. we're just now getting to share space In right what? now for the first time. This mm-hmm. is the longest we've spent time together. Yeah. Tell me about what's going on in your life. And, you know, we know where I'm at, where we've come to meet. Let's see the other Ooh, side of the, the highway. the tables have right? turned, Mello. You're interviewing oh, me, aren't you? Well, like, where were you at? at? What? Why are we resonating? Like, wh- yeah. where has my story and who I am, you know, how are we together? What are we about to do yeah. after all this? I mean, I think for me, are you familiar with human design or any of that? Yes. Yes. So I am a one, three manifester Ooh. and I am moving in. I've been told this a number of times, like into more of a healer role okay. for the world. And um, I've always, like I found my purpose 
I don't know, six or seven years ago, which is to uplift and inspire okay. through creative play. Uh, that plays. <laughs> that plays crappy. <laughs> so I, I, you know, I'm trying to figure out, like, sometimes it's like going inward and removing the blocks in myself. Okay, that resonates. That, you know, I'm like, yeah. okay, actually, same. that's on me. <clears throat> uh, I'm triggered. Okay. <sighs> Having, yeah. my son has helped me with that a lot with like seeing him and being unconditionally lovable versus like, how come I can't love myself for the same thing, you know? Yeah. But part of it too is like, well, like you said, giving, being permission to live, having permission to live your dreams and giving yourself mm. permission. I think for a long time, I told myself I was good enough if I work hard. Ooh, ouch. <laughs> yeah. And I could work hard, man. I can, I can I do can, a lot yeah. of things, spin a lot of plates, but it was never hard enough. Ever. Yeah. It's just a tunnel that just black hole that will just suck all I'm your energy. I'm pretty sure this is resonating with a few people today. Yeah. I took a leadership course and we had like this, one of those phone calls. Everyone's like, what's going on in your day? And, and like three people were like, at 11 o'clock, I'm going to do this. <laughs> and at six o'clock, and I was like, oh, wait, you have three things yeah. to do. And one of them is workout. <laughs> and then, and then it came to me and I was all embarrassed. I was like, 4.30, wake up, five o'clock, pray, do laundry, 5.45 of us, 6 a.m. call with leadership. And it was like, and then I kept reading because I was, ex, you know, like reading it out. And then I was like, so midnight, go to sleep. And I had filled up every <laughs> single part of my day. Yeah. And the leadership person was, their job was to to help you elevate. You. <laughs> and so I get this phone call and my leadership coach goes, all right, so Mella, at noon, I need you to stop everything and take a one-hour bath. <laughs> what are you talking about, right? How do I do that? <laughs> it took me 40 minutes to, like, take, like, 15 minutes in the bath. And I was like, shh. Like, like, it was like, <laughs> Grab your phone. Bath, you're like, oh, like, put the, it down. The bath bomb had barely even dissolved. And I was like, I got to get out of here. Like, I didn't understand that in all of this mm. scheduling, I hadn't, like, scheduled food or private time or a reward or... Yeah. Because I, I mean, maybe it's not just women. I'm sure there's, you know, identifying on every level of the spectrum of people that you're like, mm -hmm. if I work hard, I win. Mm -hmm. Ooh. <sighs> we didn't though, did we? What is winning? Yeah. What is winning? Because there really and aren't any shortcuts what? in life, right? Yeah. It's like we get we get there when we get there. And sometimes, you know, you meet people who are there and they're unhappy. So really the there is it's here. This moment. Yeah. This moment. And I, I've, you know, lost several friends in the last, you know, two years oh, that are so young. And, oh, God. you know, I had a friend last year lead in a, in a sitcom, you know, taking pictures in front of Times Square. You know, this is my show on the side of buses. Came back to L.A. and thought, I, I hope I didn't catch COVID because he had a cough. And then thought, it's not COVID. I guess it's pneumonia. But by March, we realized it was lung cancer. Oh, dear God. And by June, gone. And that happened to another friend this year. And, and it's just not only devastating, but r really reminds you, what are you doing? Like, you, what are you doing, Mella? Like, what are you caring with you don't? What kind of life do you want to live? Why are you acting like you have 20 years to figure it out when you might just have 20 minutes? What are you going to leave on this planet? Who are you going to call back? Or how can I be too busy to hang out with Allison? Like, I'll be there. Like, I didn't care what was in my day. You know, I, I yeah. worked out and, and I was a little sweaty. I was like, come on, I'm on my way. Showing up for life in a way that is meaningful, not just like for everybody else, but like right now my heart is so full. Yeah. I used to not think about filling up my cup with, like, for the rest of the week. My birthday's on Sunday. You're my birthday present. <gasps> hanging out. Birthday. It's the beginning of birthday weekend, right? I don't know when this is airing, but, like, it's, it's always your birthday. <laughs> it's you day. Celebrate yourself like a holiday every day. That's my motto. <laughs> but my, I'm, like, getting chills. Like, my heart is full. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. And I, I think, I don't know if like, if it was like you, did you fill up your, I don't know, fill up your cup with stuff that would do like, I guess this will do. It's enough. I don't want to be too much. I'll do this many dreams, but not this many. Cause you know, I don't want to be, mm-hmm. is that a thing? Mm-hmm. And it was like, wait your turn. Oof. <laughs> like, what am I waiting for? Polite dreams. What am I waiting for? Yeah, polite dreams. Like, okay, when I work my way up this way, and it's like, oh, that, but that's not happening anymore. It doesn't work like that anymore. Yeah. The industry's changed. The world has changed. You know, we can be what we want to be right now. Well, and I think that's the journey too. The outcome, not be so outcome oriented, mm-hmm. but action step oriented. And yeah, and you're right. That's the beauty of, of where we are right now. I think a lot of us thought, I don't want to take up space. I don't want to inconvenience anybody. Giving yourself permission to exist or to sleep or to rest or to dream, that's that's huge. 100%. And that's where we are, you know? The resting, it's like when you feel like you should be resting, maybe you should be resting. (laughs) I had no idea. I I got a little scared. I'm going to be honest. I think about, I got hacked last fall, like cyber stalked and hacked. And (sighs) I felt like I was going to have a heart attack. And then I just was like, whoa, I don't want to die because of like some like social, like that doesn't affect my actual biology. Social media is a thing. It's not a person. It's a, and then I wanted to relax a little more. And then, you know, beginning of 2022, I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to start going to sleep. Like I got, I gave my television away to a friend uh-huh. and, cause it kind of was keeping yeah. me up and I started sleeping like regularly. Oh God. Like I'm going so to sleep, sleep at 10 mm-hmm. and getting up at, you know, I naturally get up at six no matter what. Yeah. So going to sleep at 10 or being in bed at nine 30 yes. and it's changed who I am, but I also started to get scared. Like what's wrong? <laughs> This could be like something that keeps on happening. I don't know why I thought it was like an addiction. Like I got addicted to like, I don't know, sleeping six, seven hours a night. I hope that's okay. And I'm thinking (laughs) how strange that that was a real question in my brain. Is it okay if I am healthy? Is it okay for me? Wow. If I don't live in a total ball of anxiety and fear, is it all right? We have to do this as a two-parter. We have to do this as two parties. Yeah, because we're about to go party, you guys. Sorry, I, I gotta go. Sorry, I gotta go. It's been so lovely chatting with you. I'm so sorry. We don't be sorry. We both have to go. run, but yes, we should definitely. Next time we'll invite you guys, but because also I want to chat about your music and stuff too a little bit Ooh. more next time. When is this coming out? It's going to come out in a couple weeks. So oh, great. Maybe uh, I'll come back. Come find me on melolee.com. I do have a single coming out September 30th. Yes, some big news. Maybe we should even have you back that week or something. I would love that. That's my birthday week. I would love that. I'll be <laughs> Your birthday and my birthday. Yeah. I will be tested out and I'm coming back from Australia that week before. Amazing. So I'll I'll bring something, I'll bring you some gifts. Ooh. Yeah. Let's see. Yeah. All I can think of is I like how we talk like you guys aren't here. We're just having our moment, all right? <laughs> well, thank, our moment. <laughs> well, thank you, Mela, so much for coming. This was lovely. It I could was. chat with you all day. And you guys, thank you so much for tuning in. If you're not already mm. subscribed, make sure you subscribe both here on YouTube as well as on the podcast. And if you like it, mm. tell a friend because that always helps. Spread the word, spread it the does. love. Okay, we'll see you next week, guys. Bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to Allison's Wonderland, where we explore the wild and wonderful world of animation and video games. Please remember to subscribe and leave us a review. For more episodes of Allison's Wonderland, please visit us at www.allisonpacker.com. See you next week.